at Election Integrity Network, we have been doing a series of election integrity summits around the country. We did nine. They were well attended and they were all training summits. They were hardcore, people were exhausted by the time they left. Some of you were in the room, you know that's the truth. And now, now we're on to part B, and part B is kind of creating a new paradigm for election integrity based on citizen engagement, which is a fancy way of saying we are creating local task forces, election integrity task forces, that then tie into a state network, that then tie into a national network. So that is sort of where we are and what we're doing at the moment. So there are a number of questions about the difference between us and them. So what does the anti-integrity left have that we don't? They have cheating, we have rule of law. They have money, like nobody's business, and we have people. We have unpaid people. They have paid people who engage in elections. We have patriots who show up, uh, even if they don't have a whole lot of time to engage at the polls or to engage in a, in a meeting or whatever. So we're very blessed by that because there's a level of integrity and concern and dedication that comes with that. Um, they have a false narrative. They pretty much lie about everything. And we have the truth. So one of the things we get assailed with, and, and Hans referred to this a little bit, uh, about the truth of what people really think. So I just want to run through a couple of very quick facts with you about how we're all a bunch of racists when we call for uh, vote integrity and voter, voter integrity bills. Um, black turnout, voter turnout, has increased by 14% between 2016 and 2020. Hispanic voter turnout increased by 31% between 2016 and 2020. Black members of Congress in 1965, total of five, five in the House, none in the Senate. Black members of Congress as we speak, 59 in the Senate, 30, uh, excuse me, 59 in the House, three in the Senate. Hispanic members of Congress, 19 a few years ago, now we're at 46. This, my friends, is wonderful progress. And this is the truth about voter integrity and voter trends in our minority communities. Um, polling from our good friends at Honest Elections Project. 77% of Americans believe voters should show ID, which we all in this room think is a no-brainer. But again, the talking points are against us. Of that, 63% of those folks were Democrats. 64% um, of blacks, 70 70 77% of Hispanics say ID is not a burden. Personally, I think it is the most insulting thing in the world to try to explain to a minority voter that they are incapable of getting an ID. I don't know how the left gets away with it. I really don't. I think we need to talk about that more. Um, and when you look at some of the polls about the things that we promote, um, Echelon Insights in 2021, 71% of the universe, we need more poll work, walk, work, walker, excuse me, watchers. Too many, too many hot dogs, sorry. 61% of people, we need to end ballot harvesting, or as we, most of us prefer to call it, trafficking. So what are we facing, and where are we facing it? We're facing federal, state, local, and private sector problems. Um, the federal sector, we are right now facing uh, Biden bucks, Executive Order 14019, and for those of you who don't know what that is, you should look it up. It basically is Biden's way of having a get-out-the-vote event through federal agencies, through taxpayer dollars, arguably unconstitutional. What he's asking federal agencies to do is to, um, when you call up and you need help, say you're a single mom and you need help from HUD, 
uh, and you say, hi, I need some help with Section 8 housing, the lovely person on the other end says something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, uh, my boss, uh, President Biden, would like you to register to vote. Are you willing to do that? Uh, no intimidation there at all. State, every state is different. Some states, as the Heritage Foundation card shows, have good laws. Some have terrible laws. Um, those of us who are in states with terrible laws pretty much know that we have those and we need to try to fix them. Um, local, we have election uh, officials who are not following the law, either accidentally because they don't know what they're doing or on purpose, which is arguably worse. And then the private sector. Uh, my friend Scott will talk about Zuckbucks, Mr. Soros, Mr. Elias, Mr. Omidar, and other left-leaning groups that do everything they can to destabilize elections. So I've often thought if the left wrote a book like O.J. Simpson's book, if I did it, right, this would be what they would write in the book. This is what the left loves. No voter ID, blocking voter roll maintenance, universal unrequested voter um, absentee ballots, drop boxes on every corner away from the streetlights, using federal agencies as Democrat get-out-the-vote centers, i.e. the Biden bucks, rigged choice voting, which is otherwise known as ranked choice voting, um, assistance for people with disabilities or senior citizens to fill out their ballots, and then, of course, we have the billionaire bucks. For us, there are to five top things that would be very, very helpful for every state to have as a law. Voter ID with address. We actually have a weird problem here in Florida. I live in Florida. We, we can use a passport to vote. And so I've had poll watchers say, I had people come up with a passport and there's a picture on them and I don't know where they live, right? So there's all these weird little nuancey things. Voter roll maintenance goes without saying. Voting ends on voting day, no matter how many pizza boxes you stick up in the window, you're supposed to still be done on voting day. Um, we at EIN are really working hard to increase poll observers and verification of absentee ballots. In case you didn't know, we currently have a mail order president, and we don't want another one. So, so election integrity, where did this all start? So it started kind of in 2020 as what the heck was that? Everybody's looking around saying, what the heck was that? What happened? Is this real? Is this fake? What is this? So for us, our job, all of us here and at Election Integrity Network, is to build an inclusive structure for engagement and education for people who care. So right now, Election integrity is an issue. My goal, Cleta's goal, and all of our goals is to make it a movement, like the school choice movement, like the anti-tax movement, like the uh, pro-life movement, which just had an incredible win. So the goal is to have people vote for politicians who don't just say, I'm pro-choice, I'm pro, uh, excuse me, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-gun, I'm pro-election integrity. That's when you know how you have a movement, is when the politicians start responding to us in the affirmative on this issue. Um, so again, back to what we do at um, Election Integrity Network. We are growing what we call fair elections coalitions. We are actively engaged in these. They are aggressive, fearless people. Uh, we have regular calls. We have um, significant efforts. It's an engagement and an action platform. We're not a group kind of ourselves. We say to our people on our phone calls all the time, this is a coalition. This is not 
our coalition, this is your coalition. This is the place where you can go and stand with other people in your locality or your state and share experiences and wisdom. What we are not, we like to say, is we are not a bag of wind. It's really easy for me to stand up here and be a bag of wind right at the moment, but that's not what our coalitions are about. They're about communication with each other. We're not a crew of party hacks. Um, I'll say a little bit more about that later. Um, we're about everybody's vote. We don't care how anybody votes. We just want to make sure it's a clean election. Um, we are not a compilation of personal agendas. We have a line we always say in the coalition, leave, leave your logos at the door, that come into our coalition and join us and you know work your group and work your organization and work as an individual. But please remember that, that this is bigger than any of us and any group that we have. Um, we're also not a platform that goes backward. Um, there are a lot of us in the room who would like to go backward and, and change the outcome of the last election. What we have to do is learn from what happened and go forward with it. Um, so in Florida, like all our coalitions, we have a director. Uh, in our case, it's a, a woman named Michelle uh, Martin with Citizens for Renewing America. I am now the senior advisor. I, I started the coalition call, but that's my role now. Um, we have a cabinet. We have a couple of people in the room here, Wendy Nissan and Karen Giroche, who are in our cabinet. It's a, or it's a a core group of people, we talk to each other before our calls, we discuss how to move forward, what issues to address, that kind of thing. And then again, we have, um, we have a call, ours is every Thursday at noon, and I'm, I'll talk about other states as well. So what do we do? What does the coalition do? We detect, we document, and we deter. We share ideas, we share problems. Oh my gosh, this happened in my county. Is that happening in your county? You would believe how many times people find out, oh yeah, whoops, that's happening in my county as well. We teach people how to document, how to not be adversarial, but how to cheerfully document all the problems. And all of that goes to deterrent. So half the battle is the documentation and finding the problems and addressing them. The other half of the battle, the front half of the battle, is just showing up so that your election officials know you're there. They know you're watching. Some of them like it, some of them don't like it. Doesn't really matter whether they like it or not. They are the election, they're the election official you have and you're kind of stuck with them and they are kind of stuck with you. So um, we talk about the eight lanes of election integrity. We talk about this at EIN locally statewide and national. Become a presence in your local election office. It's not that hard. It's in this guide. All you have to do is read it. Um, research your election office. Understand vote by mail. Become a poll worker or a poll watcher. Voter roll maintenance. Vulnerable voters, which is military voters, um, people with disabilities and our seniors, which is sort of where my heart lives most of the time is vulnerable voters. We have real actionable things that you can do if you are interested in any of these. Machine systems and then of course legislative engagement. Um, in Florida, we have a, as I mentioned, we have a, a call every Thursday at 12. We have other states with other calls. We feature um, experts. Um, some of these folks have been on our calls. We also have the local people who contribute in a round robin. We do supplemental training for poll work, wa watch, I'm having a terrible time with that today, watchers and workers. And we also have a communication channel for for the whole coalition for the whole state and then also each county. And pretty much all these um, events and all these calls and all the states I'm going to give you in just a second pretty much are doing the same thing. So just in Florida, this is just Florida, in the last couple of weeks, we identified a problem that the left is doing throughout the state called precinct consolidation where they're 
consolidating precincts and then nobody wants to vote in, in person, everybody votes by mail and then we can cheat easier. Um, we identified problems with lawyer outreach um, that the party was supplying, uh, the Republican Party was supplying us with some experts. We had some problems with the system, we've identified that, we've now worked with other people and it's on its way to be very well fixed. Um, we identified inconsistencies with signature verification observation, which is now gonna move to our legislative task force, who is gonna make sure we tighten that up in Florida. Um, speaking of Biden bucks, we sent a letter to Governor DeSantis and to Cord Bird. I think we had over 100 signatures, individuals and organizations, saying do not make federal agencies operating in Florida a voter registration agency, period. You have the authority to do it, please don't. Um, and then, I love this, I can't really say anything about it, but it's sort of my favorite thing that's happened to the coalition lately. Um, it's our mystery case. So we had a Democrat who was running for office in one of our 67 counties approach one of our um, coalition members and say, I have a problem. I see some real serious voter fraud in my area. The Democrats won't listen to me either at the state or the federal level. What do I do? Will you people help me? And we said, oh my gosh, absolutely we will. So that has now been escalated to the um, state government level. We are working with this person on a regular basis and that's kind of our shining star. We're so happy. And honestly, that came out of a hit piece on us and the Orlando Sentinel. So thank you to the leftists at the Orlando Sentinel for bringing that attention to us. So a couple of resources I wanna give you. Again, the Citizen's Guide is at whoscounting.us and in your little bags next to your books and your glasses. State task forces are available now for you to join in Florida, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and North Carolina. Task forces as we speak today are being formed quickly in Tennessee, Texas, New Mexico, Minnesota, Illinois, Ohio, Colorado, and South Carolina. I am going to give you my email at the end of this. If you have any interest in joining or starting a task force in your state or just at your kitchen table, which is where they all start, as a local task force, please email me. It is my job to help you and my honor to help you as well. We also have a call every week for newbies, the newbie call, and we talk a little bit you know, more in depth about this. What is a coalition? What's a stakeholder? How do I do this? Who do I call? What do I do? We have that for you before you even start doing anything else. Um, we have a national working group on a number of issues. I've just started a vulnerable voters one. We have one on uh, that our Ned Jones, who's our deputy director at Election Integrity Network does on the post office. And if you don't know, the post office is the biggest precinct in the entire United States, and it's a mess. So um, he's really helping folks with that. I think he has 50 people nationwide now who are very engaged just in that one issue. We also have, at Who's Counting, any minute now, we're putting the final touches on it, 17 master classes in all of those eight lanes I talked about, all of the eight things that matter to election integrity. I've recorded, I think I have 14, Ned has a couple, Cleta has a couple. None of them are more than seven minutes long. Most of them are four or five minutes long, and they're for you. We did them for you, so that you can get on there either as an individual, or as your local task force and go ahead and um, learn more about the particular issue that might interest you, as well as the general how do I start a task force and what is a coalition kind of thing. So my email is as follows. It is K-T-O-L-O, 
C-Z-K-O at cpi.org. I'll say it one more time. It's K-T-O-L-O-C-Z-K-O at cpi.org. And again, I am absolutely honored to be here with you. Please make sure you find this. And um, if there's anything that we can do to assist you, myself, Cleta, or any, any of the team at Election Integrity Network, please reach out. Thank you.